And today we have with us Prabha Ganesan, Chief Executive at Kwasa and columnist for the Malay Mail. Okay, let's start with this one about jobs. Now, Human Resources Minister Dato Sri M. Saravanan said locals would rather become food delivery drivers and earn more money than join certain industries in the country. He added that there were no takers for the 3D jobs, which were dirty, dangerous and difficult, despite the best of government efforts to fulfill the shortages. Now, besides bringing in foreign workers, you know, what other measures can be taken to fill these roles? It's a combination of... Um pull and push. Is it that foreign workers are the only ones who want to do it? Or are they incentivized to do it? Are our locals encouraged? Are stigmas engaged? These are critical questions that that uh, revolve around the issue of trying to get people to work in the 3D industry and whether or not it works or not. Now, my family, uh, both sides, are uh, council workers. Uh, my grandparents used to work in Puru Market. Uh, general workers clean up, clear trash, and my dad was a government driver. Uh, my uncle is still in City Hall, and when he was young, he used to be gathering the trash, uh, but now he has about five, five foreign workers in his team, and, and what he does is he drives the truck, because you get the local to, to drive a uh, truck. I think what I'm trying to say here necessarily is our leaders, they only know how to show you who to hate. So how to change belief and thinking about million, uh, menial work? How do you do that? Because it's really about trying to change the approach. We probably have to consider, and this is what happens in councils around the world, higher pay uh, with greater levels of automation, uh, IT, and seriously try to increase the dignity that's associated with the work that these people do. Tell people work is work because we have to have a point where a lot of Malaysians are used to the idea that menial work is beneath them. No, what we need to do is to grow the idea that dignity exists in all work. That can be represented in the way we pay them. That can be represented in the way our ministers speak about this or our civil servants speak about it. I think this is a huge issue that needs to be uh, dealt with. In fact, I would say I'll be happy to work as a general worker once a month. Um, And maybe, maybe, Ministers and civil servants, or at least the senior management DBKL, uh, City Hall Kuala Lumpur, should consider the idea that they should be out there working. So you normalize the behavior that work is work. Yeah, dignity. The parent Mantri Bursa said the state has no plans to enforce the ruling to ban children from Ramadan and Hari Raya bazaars to protect them from COVID-19 infection. Malaika, on the other hand, has decided to enforce a ban. So is banning children from Ramadan and Raya bazaars actually the way to go to keep kids safe? We are in the endemic stage. Schools are open and kids are on the buses going home and they're also in the park. And if they are in a PPR, they are running around mad uh, on that futsal court that's usually built in PPRs. So are bazaars any less crowded than the malls? Are they less crowded than the malls in the raya sales that are happening? After all, the EPF 10,000 ringgit withdrawal comes out next week. Believe me, it will be absolute madness in the malls. So is that less crowded? And then uh, during raya, people will be driving back the R&Rs will be overflowing with people. My point is this. We are in a different conversation than we were in two years ago, a year ago. Today, the attitude is if people are sick because of COVID-19, they have to stay away till they get better. If they are vaccinated, 
then they are very likely to have very mild symptoms. Uh, the numbers that keep coming back are very few are actually in the stage four or stage five in those hospitals. Our healthcare is not overburdened right now. Uh, there are particular people that are susceptible to being harmed. We ask them to get the vaccines. We ask them to get the booster. I am more interested in us bringing back activities for young kids, not trying to lock them up. I've got, I've got, I've got nieces uh, four and two, and it's madness locking them up. It's time for them to bring the children out. I think it's time for us to come back to normality. I think the children have suffered long enough. Rather than talking, keeping them safe, how about trying to keep them happy? And to help us analyze and explain in some detail is Prabhaganesan, the chief executive at Kwasa and columnist for the Malay Mail. A woman was sentenced to six years in prison by the High Court for crashing into eight teenagers riding their bicycles on a road in Johor about five years ago. The magistrate's court had acquitted and discharged her last October, but the prosecution succeeded in their second appeal against this decision. Help us understand exactly how this outcome came to be, where a prior acquittal for reckless driving was then uh, overturned. Prosecution chose to pursue the case after the magistrate court, the magistrate acquitted Sam in 2019. The incident occurred in 2017. I'm well aware about this because I wrote about it back then. I wrote about the issue. Six years is six years. And the sentence has already started. So Sam, she's in the jail cell right now. It is hard. and I never would like to belittle time spent in jail. I've got family members who are incarcerated. You've got to fully respect the situation and i really do the online petition is up the support is above a quarter of a million it's probably going to go up because you know it's online petition everyone can sign it the prosecution acts on behalf of justice justice for the malaysian people eight adolescents children died that morning they died there are no winners in this situation there are more pieces of information about what happened that night remember right there are up to maybe about below 40 people who were there that night young people now, mind you, let me read something from the petition really ringing in my head. It said, a dark, hilly, and winding road. It was a dark, hilly, and winding road. And these are those people who support her. Why was she speeding at that time of the night? She didn't just hit one person. She hit a lot of people, and eight people died. So the key objection is young people were executing dangerous tricks on a lonely road at 3 a.m. That is a larger problem. That's a problem of neglect. But you know what? Lawyers, middle class, us in Damansara and Bangsa are quite happy to see the poor live in subpar housing with no future. That low wages for the mum and dad means they work around the clock. Also, we force social conditioning in which we say young, poor people have to have as many kids as possible because having less kids is bad. So... Politicians are not talking about the real issue. Because if you go to the issue, the real issue in this country, then you go to places where you don't want to go. My heart goes out to Sam. I wouldn't want to be in prison. I, I don't think it's, it's fun at all. But not one life was destroyed that night. Not one life. Eight of them would have been first-time voters in Johor last month. We have to think about it. I'm just saying there are no witnesses in the situation. But a lot of people just think it's very simple and straightforward. It's not simple. It's not straightforward. And if you want long-term justice, then we have to go and ask questions that really solve the problem. Okay, well, thank you so much. As usual, always such a pleasure having you on for our front page sessions, which, of course, you can all catch anytime you like on the Light Breakfast podcast that's found on the Shock app.